You got to write some scores down here when you think about these things. No, I don't do that. Yeah, I know you don't. It's the difference between the quality of our product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Django, it's not as fun when you don't fight back. Well, I was just thinking that... uh, You're a doink. I'm I'm proud of you for getting ahead of that. And I'm always kind of floundering around to to make it up. So uh, don't take it as a... You f***ing brick. (laughs) You molly coddler. Ooh, I'm a Molly. No, wait, Molly Coddler. I don't know. What's the phrase? Well, you've been Molly Coddled. What's That's it mean? Why you're so soft. Oh, treated with kid huh. gloves. Oh, Fed right. milk for too long. Milk toast. You're a, a Molly Coddled milk boy. Whoa! Left you wrestler. used to be nice, but now you're just what the Western portion of Central America, Central U.S. is. Wait. The, yeah, the western, the eastmost, the westmost part of central U.S. is not good for you. I think you're wrong. I think it's not good for you. Oh, oh, wow. It's warm in here all of a sudden. <laughs> wow. Please presents a perfectly acceptable podcast, comic book podcast coming to you from the cradle of civilization and geek culture, Bellingham, Washington. Uh, this is episode 325. I am always I'm Jeff. And if you are like me, you're thinking the exact same thing, which is we lost Pee Wee. I'm Sid Haig. Oh, God. I thought you were going to take a dig at me. <laughs> no. No, you're just belittling the death oh, of an no. American hero. I really beefed that. Yeah, well, now you're interrupting <laughs> bit you in the butt. Who are you? Right. Now I'm going to I'm going to let you let me go. I was Django. Bye everybody. Yeah, we'll fill the role, I'm sure. Yeah, can you fart? Can you burp? All right, it's yours. Can you read? No. I guess that was never that important right. anyway. <laughs> Do you like the pictures? <laughs> and by that I mean the talkies. <laughs> Uh, I'm Roman. Yeah, you are, you old son of a gun. Hey, we're back. Can I, before little... we get started, can I say yeah, something? Yeah, by all means. <laughs> Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, no shit, dude. And Sid Hag. Well, yeah, Sid Hag for sure. Meta is still doing all right. Um, I don't know about the actor who played Pee Wee Herman, but I have to assume that the character has been put to dead, and I'm pretty bummed about that. Oh, God, what if that's a property that somebody picks up and does without it? We can make comics. Be so weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really like peewee herman that's sort of what we wanted to gather around to talk about today outside of comic books because we're going to be talking about comic books because this is a comic book podcast after all and one of the things that we do on this comic book podcast to generally get the whole thing started you know get the juices flowing is uh respond Backing over the rumble strips gosh we are just out of sync today bud <laughs> yeah you, you've been gone for many days it's like a while yeah yeah, it's been like two weeks since we've seen each other. It's been over two weeks <clears throat> since we've seen each other. We saw each other today, and the last time we had seen each other was a Tuesday. Dang. Um, That's a long ass time. Everyone ponder on that for a second and then get ready. What are we getting ready for? Hello and happy episode 325. We've missed you guys. It's been a few weeks. Um, hey, 
falls here, kinda. Is it fall? I don't know. It's smoky out. Um, so it could be. It might not be. Um, one of the things, though, that uh, back to school fall brings is fantasy football. The football season is <gasps> about to start. Um, I just was lucky enough <gasps> to participate in the Comics Place Fantasy Football League <gasps> draft. Um, and I'm actually participating in three separate fantasy football leagues this year. Yet I have no plans to watch football in the immediate future. Um, and that left me that. wondering a question for you guys. What is something that you love to participate in, yet you have little to no knowledge about it? Comic Turn books. up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Getting ownership of the comic shop, people assume we know what we're talking about but i would say we do not no i'm i'm just shooting from the pelvis the whole time yeah you should see like i don't know everything turns to <laughs> at midnight everything turns to dick was the, the punchline of that joke um <laughs> um <laughs> so, you auditioning for my replacement <laughs> something 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 that we like to participate in but are not knowledgeable of eating that's not true. I don't. I really don't cook very much, but I like to eat. Yeah, but you know a fair amount. Okay, fair enough. And you have a wide awareness of what you like, and you like subtle flavors and crime, like crime. But I don't do a lot of crime. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, All no. Right. This is one of those sorry. no butt episodes. No. Okay, I yeah, got it. No. I'm with you. Yeah, no, with yeah. You. Okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. That's a tough question. What's going on inside my heart? I did fantasy basketball with Will, but I actually hated being in that. I hated that. So I did not like participating in it, and I knew nothing about it. Um, but that is how I started liking football, which was participating in it without knowing anything and slowly getting into it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's probably how I've gotten into most of my biggest interests right now, you know, are things that I liked participating in and didn't know anything about, but my love of participating in them formed my vocabulary and awareness of those things and caused me to be knowledgeable about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty, how about business, business, I'll say business, 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 Uh, social networking, uh, meeting people, going to conferences. I love doing all of that. But all of those people like the subject matter of kind of like owning a shop more than I do. I love comic books. I don't necessarily love being like, man, how can we get rid of this one and a half percent shipping? But I have we do that. We do that. That's as close as I can get right now. How you like that, Jingo? I I like that. I like that. Do you like that? I think you're selling yourself short, but uh, I think it's a it's a good answer for the for the people. For the podcast, yeah. the podcast people, the yeah. peepees, if the you listeners, will. the peepees. Yeah. What about you, Roman, Roman? Do you have anything to share with the peepees, <clears throat> the peppies? Um, well, at first I was thinking of human society. Um, oh, <laughs> Roman the God. cynic. Don't do that um, to our peepees. Sex. <laughs> well, hey, hey, well, yeah, you <laughs> like. Don't tell me you haven't at least researched it extensively. Yeah. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean I really know anything about it. <laughs> don't give, don't give sex to our peepees. Give them something <laughs> real. I, actually, I guess since you said business, I mean that's a good one. Like, I mean, just there's aspects like I I know more because of Django. I know more about uh, point of sales than I ever dreamed I would possibly possibly know. 
I don't really know that much. I just know kind of how to use the ones that are presented to me. And you like participating in it. Yeah, weird. When weirdly, yeah, that's kind of like we, we're really? getting a new one up. We're getting a new one up my other job and everybody's kind of dreading it. But I'm kind of like, this will be kind of fun. It'll be all sorts of like cock ups, but it'll be fun too. <laughs> hey, Django. I know my answer, but what's your question? I love to tear you down more than I love most things. I also <laughs> will be the first one to jump up and talk about wonderful things about Django when given the opportunity or even not given the opportunity. This is this is like a, a sideways way that you tear me down, Jeff. I just want to say, if yeah. nothing else, let him finish. all Roman. is said and done, the fact that you helped Roman get to a spot where he has an like a modicum of excitement <laughs> for experiencing a new point of sale system. Like that is, that is a big thing. My I'm work here is actually finished. Trying to, trying to make fun of you. That's pretty huge. Uh, I think, I think I have my answer, my real answer for this though. What is it puppy music? Oh yeah. That's a great one. Cause I'm really unskilled at it. I don't understand the, I don't understand the math behind it. I don't understand the feeling behind it or the heart behind it, but I enjoy uh, participating in it in some ways, as long as I'm not expected to keep a beat or hit a note. That made me think about just our our two interests. And I would say, you know, programming, you know, I don't know anything about it, but I yeah. do like when we sit down and theoretically ex- extrapolate enough to be able to just like, replace code with concepts and you you verbally say if then statements in in like a very dialed in way but i think that the syntax and like the the strict rules behind it would drive you nuts yeah absolutely probably stab myself um (laughs) one thing roman and i learned this week after seeing the one woman performance of phoebe waller bridges flea bag f bag which is if you put a an eraser for a pencil in a hamster's buttocks, its eyes will pop out. Um, so that's cool. Huh. And I think that why on, you wrap them in duct tape. That's why I wrap every pencil I own in duct tape because mm-hmm. I'm too, it's one of the compulsive thoughts I have is I'm afraid that I might put it in my, put it no, in my no, no boot. Yeah. Yeah. The peepees don't need to know about your, no I was boot. just going to say the peepees don't need to know about my, 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 my booby, my booby shoot. <laughs> um, so a lot of good comics came out this week, and that's why we get here together. We talk about comic books. We like to hang out for a little bit beforehand, but then, as you know, those magical imagination hats of positivity and fun come off for business hats. We're here to get serious. We're here to look down at our feet and talk about comic books uh, confidently and cowardly. Django is looking at the sediment in his beer, I think. Beer's not supposed to have sediment, is it? Hazies do. That's some good sediment for our I think it was hazy. It just it looks like poppy seeds or something. Sometimes they can be pretty sedimenty. All right. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us. The the peepees wanna fast. The peepees wanna know. Part. The peepees yeah. wanna know. All right. Peepees, uh I think the first thing we should talk about this week, my vote uh would be the penguin, number one, by Tom King and uh an artist that is very talented with their art and the way that they convey uh, storytelling with their art and that artist's name when you look at it is spelled perfectly Raphael de la like Tour. Raphael de la Tour. Um, so thanks for having thanks for having that for me so quick guys. I uh, found it for you. Yeah. After I flapped my penguin wings. You guys Tom King released ah! a new Tom King released a new book. A little preamble. Django, haven't talked to you about this yet. Okay. Uh, you dear PPs probably know 
that last week we saw the release of Penguin Number Zero, written by Chip Zdarsky. And maybe it was made particularly clear, but to me, I did not know that it was entirely reprinted material. I thought it was Chip Zdarsky writing material uh, to lead into this story. So (laughs) we ordered them and Uh, auto-subbed them to people getting Batman that I would auto-sub to get this book, but it was strictly reprints of the backups for that fucking series. Which is not something that you don't need in full-on Batman numbers, but also kind of a nice package to have because those are early issues and chips run. Like It would be hard to get that whole story if you hadn't already bought it. So That's true. I can think of much worse things to get reprints confused for. That's true. That makes me feel better. I should have called you on Tuesday. Um, I got halfway (laughs) through reading that Penguin number zero last week before realizing it was all reprints. I was like, this doesn't seem like new info. Wait, no, this is the same convert. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Okay. So anyway, now we're into Tom King's book, The Penguin. Right. Tom King's book, uh, hot on the heels of Chip Zdarsky's number zero comes Tom King's number one. Yes. Oh, Fuck yourself, DC. Also, thanks for employing Tom King writing Batman because this is really good. Yeah, I mean, frankly, if you want to give me a chip to Tom handoff or vice versa at any given point, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just glad that you know, ongoing series and continuity of creators is low on the list of priorities over there right now. Uh, so what I think is stands out about this issue is a couple things. I think it is like your classical Tom King first issue in that it is a little bit confusing and has at least <laughs> something unique about it. Like you don't know exactly what's going on. This is kind of like a hallmark of his at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think that it uh, kind of represents, I don't know, I'm sure who represents it, but it embodies a step forward that he's taken in his writing because while it was employing that uniqueness that a Tom King book oftentimes has, I thought it was way more easy to follow than like a killing time was. Um, and there's like multiple narrators throughout the book, but I think it's illustrated which narrator is narrating the book really, really clearly. Good uh, colors for the boxes. Yeah, and then that's the other thing I would say is the art uh, is fantastic in this and has elements of that kind of DC house style um, Dan Mora, but then also it's like that plus Lee Weeks's coloring, you know, like kind of like sepia tone washed out thing. So I, I'm really pleased with the art in this book. What about the story? What do you guys think? What do you guys think about this book? I thought the book was really good. I liked, I liked that he brought back the, uh, FBI agent from Killing Time. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, that's where she was from. Okay, because I was like, was that in the Penguin backups? Because like she's familiar, but I couldn't remember her. Yeah, she was. She was in Killing Time. I think they even mentioned at some point, and and her and the Penguin have they did you're right. a full on conversation about the last scene of Killing Time, where he's he's like, uh, the last time we saw you was that massacre. Edward shot you in the face, like. Yeah, so so that that was a nice little callback because I think one thing that I miss about when Tom King was writing Batman is that we have all these nice kind of packaged one shots from him with no real clear uh, this comes after this or this is in a different universe than this. Right. And I appreciate having a little bit of continuity there. And I thought some of the art in here was kind of jock reminiscent like mm-hmm. especially the the batman stuff in the in the sinking airplane sorry yeah bat plane yeah 
Uh, Roman, what did you think of this thing? I liked it. Um, the only, what's funny, the only thing reading it that I, and I can't even say it was a dislike, but that distracted me was in uh, some of the text boxes, Pangy's cursing to himself. And it was distracting because it always now every time I read a Tom King book and there's cursing with the little ampersands and symbols and stuff, I just think about Django complaining about it and how he must hate that panel. Wasn't going to bring it up, but it really bothered me. It's going to lose. <laughs> I knew, I knew it's it. going to lose a whole point for it. Yeah, but I like um, the fact that they they kind of worked that into her the agent's story. Can I explore that a little bit, mm-hmm. Django? What is your specific complaint with Django or Tom King's curse cursings? Is it that it's, the specific symbols don't actually match up when a word would be? It's not. It's not places? a cipher. Yeah. And sometimes they'll use the same sequence of symbols for a different word on the same page. Yeah. Like if and, and they're doing it uh, in Danger Street also, and I I think that it's some some real beep beep. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I remember even before like working at the comic shop, noticing that kind of stuff in comics before and being like, does anyone else notice or think what, about that stuff? What were we reading? Was it Deceased maybe that used just skulls, like little skull emojis? Maybe. I that, like, so. yeah. I way would better in my that. opinion. Yeah. Just and... a censored bar would be better than than like the yeah. comic swear, swear symbols mean something and they've yeah. they've messed with that meaning here. And and I don't really have anything to complain about Tom King, but like I do get a little tired of how much swearing is in his books. And I I don't to me think it's like a crutch or bad writing. I think it's something he's intentionally doing that I don't like. Um, like I because I, I think he's too talented, but it's just like it's so like certain people are so in there. And it's just like, OK, like, yeah, anyway, sorry. I, I think it is intentional like that character in, in Danger Street um, that every other word is is a curse word that character just annoys the fuck out of me because yeah. of that. And yeah, I, and yeah. I think that's, he's supposed to. So. And it seems like every book he writes has one of those. I caught up on danger street, by the way, everybody. Oh, nice. Ah, I please. think it would be less irritating if the, the real words were in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially, you know, it's not, I think so too, because it would uh, diversify no, what I think the words are. And I default yeah. to thinking it's fuck because right. it's like, verbally the most um versatile word i think it can be more word types yeah. so but yeah so then it makes it feel like he's just saying that word a ton so anyway roman uh yeah. you were talking about this book and oh. then you made this point that i wanted to um explain. yeah i really liked it and i and i agree it's uh <clears throat> there was a little bit of not as much confusion as with most of tom king's book and it was a good device having a different narrator every couple Every few pages for whichever character. There's only one time the page with Amanda Waller. Fucking A. Yeah. When, Amanda when it, when Waller, man. It, Why yeah. the fuck? She's the A in fucking A. Oh my god. Yeah, when I introduced her to the story at first on that page, I wasn't sure whose narration. If that was her narration or Penguin's narration, I think it's hers. Amanda Waller's. Okay. I think. Yeah. That's the I, only one I wasn't sure about. Yeah, I think it's just a phenomenal issue, and I I think it's really. Uh, a great look at the penguin, which I wouldn't personally say there's a lot of penguin stories I love outside of that Mitch Hurwitz. Yeah, that one from years that ago, good. that one shot. Pride and such Prejudice. Such a psycho. Or, or yeah. Pain, pain and Prejudice. Pain and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was in- incredible. Yeah, uh, I'm really hoping this doesn't necessarily contradict that. Though this, they keep on hinting how everyone's so afraid of the penguin and how he's, you know, a mass murdering psychopath. And it's the, the fear that he invokes seemed consistent to me. Yeah. And like the, 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 like people are terrified around him because he just 
goes off the handle so easily. So, yeah, it's I think like this a, is incredible. Like a like a Joe Pesci from Goodfellas yeah. version of Wilson Fisk. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he'll also yeah. go after your family after he's calmed down a little. Yeah, bit. I thought that the the writing of him being restrained was really well done and really yep. well paced Tense. even on these super dense pages well and that's you like, got you got like you got a beat within a panel between word balloons and narration that was like him clenching his jaw and then not stabbing you in the throat and i thought that was a really interesting thing yeah yeah and this isn't this is an instance of like great pacing because yeah when i flipped through this today i was like oh my god this is an incredibly dense comic there are so many words, but I didn't notice it at all while reading it. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty, 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 pretty good. But why the fuck? Oh, I guess it's a DC comic. So Amanda Waller has to be in it. Dude, she's in something else this week. And I like I might have I might have actually shut down and taken a nap when I ran it. Oh, she was in the last issue of Dark Knights of Steel. Like, yeah. God yeah. damn it. I can't get away from her. I gave this one a nine point five. Uh, I gave it a 10 and I docked it a full point for the swear words thing. So, so you nine. would have given it 11. Oh, okay. 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 It's a nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Roman. Sorry. Um, I'll go to 9.5. All right. Hell yeah. Um, well, just because, you know, we went on forever. Let's move quickly to the other big release this week, which is the immortal Thor. I think we're going to have some differing opinions on this comic book. Um, but I'm very excited to hear Roman's thoughts about this issue. This is from Al Ewing with art by Martin Coccolo. Uh, Al Ewing famously from Immortal Hulk and talked up this book as being sort of what he did with Thor or doing with Hulk. He wants to do with Thor. Um, what did you think, Roman? Oh, my God. This is the worst Al Ewing thing I've ever read. He's it being sucks. jokey, Roman. I can tell without even. Yeah, reading. yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. It's my 10 for the week. Yeah. I thought we were going to finally agree on a <laughs> Thor book, Roman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. Pe- that's not what the peepees want. <laughs> the peepees want the 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 peepees want the, something the else entirely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at this beautiful Alex Ross cover. He's all lit up by lightning. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, that's what that light so source beautiful. is supposed to be. Okay, that makes sense. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love. What did it. you like about it? What did you like about it? I like that it's it's. It's going to be a, and we, sh- and you know, like Ewing said, it's going to be a dark Thor story. It's it's probably going to get into some horror because um, he introduces the, 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 I'm even going to look at my pronunciation notes, the uh, Utgard, um, which in Norse mythology was kind of the same as like the Greek primordial gods, the very first generation of gods that, um, are kind of like the chaotic rough draft version of the gods, the more famous gods that came later. Or kind of um, like, yeah, Old Testament versus New Testament or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and it actually means like, Utgard actually means wild, chaotic. Um, the wild thing is the most important thing. And, and that's what like Utgard Loki is. And this, I think it's a new character, Utgard Thor, because that's not in the mythology. But, but Utgard uh, Loki is? Yeah. Is it a character in Marvel or? Um, I think he's shown up in Marvel before. He's the same character as uh, where is he? Uh, Skirimir, the uh, giant that shows up because he used the name Utgard Loki, but the actual Utgard Loki is one of these primordial okay. beings. Um, and in mythology, so a primordial was, being. Yeah, and in, in the mythology, he was another giant, just like Loki is half giant, but he's like a normal sized person. Okay, okay. But that's exciting. I mean, it it, it represents the wildness, kind of like. The wilds like forest, the dark woods, but also the wilds of Jutenheim, the 
realm of the giants and it's like antarctica it's just if you're if you're out there you're going to die mm-hmm. um and the idea that there's an utgard thor that shows up in this issue that was that was scary and so coolly drawn i really um, like that picture like that full yeah, double page was- spread of his face was super scary yeah that was great and and the page before that the other double page spread where the Statue of Liberty gets destroyed, and there's that great Walt Simonson sound effect across the two pages. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's so cool. Um, so this will be fun, and also the fact that Thor in it is presented so like that when the Rainbow Bridge is restored, and he goes down to Midgard, and that great two another two page spread where he's so light and golden and flying through the sky of New York. I assume um, it's going to be a neat contrast with kind of the the golden purity of Thor. And then this awfulness from Utgard. Yeah. And I mean, what well, that's one of the things. So I also really liked the issue. Um, and that's one of the things that excited me was just, or like I could hear Jingle and I listened to another fanboy or podcast called I Fanboy, but I could hear in my head while reading it their excitement for like a Thor that is happy to be Thor. Cause for the last like 10 or 12 years, he's been so dour. <laughs> And and that's mostly the only Thor I know, really. But like I also all the older Thors, he's very, you know, he's a god. He's happy. So I like that. I also like that they mostly return into his Kirby costume in this. Like he's mostly in a beautifully drawn rendition of just the original Kirby costume. I think the old and I do really like the art. Um, Yeah, it's like a little bit like Nick Klein, who's doing the Hulk book right now. What about his his mustache? Who's going to talk about Thor's mustache? It's like his beard's gone or no, he's just kind of got a mustache. like a 13 year old's mustache through the whole thing. And I thought maybe it was just a weird way of shading, but he's got there's definitely panels a five o'clock shadow. Oh, yeah, he does. Like it's, that. it's, I didn't it's, even notice that. Before. I wonder if it's, it's like a he's trying to grow a lip. Thing. Yeah, but like you got these pages where it's like it looks more like Lionel U pencil sketching, but it's on almost every single shot of his lips it, let's check is does any yeah. other human have that oh that's a good question it like, it was really kind of does really distracting to me oh that's another thing i liked within this we've had male loki and female loki and like Bo- loki is non-binary but i love that just loki and this one is just androgynous loki it's like yeah let's yeah. we don't need separate ones let's just this we've made this decision in our storytelling for years now uh, let's just make this decision moving forward. We don't need to make them separate. So I, I really liked that it was just, it was not a visually defined on a previous one. It was combining them. So I thought that was a cool thing. It confused yeah. me because I thought, at first I thought that this was taking place way back in the olden days until we got to New York with the cell phones. And I was like, this seems like a Loki retcon to me. Oh. And I, and I, and like, I also thought that because of Thor's mustache. Yeah, dude, I thought the, that this the... was like little kid Thor. So it stood out to me as like weird shading. It did not occur to me as at all like a mustache, but I'm looking through it and now I can't unsee it. Well, there is <laughs> Sorry. That, there is that page when Thor and Loki are talking and there's two panels in succession of close up of Loki's face. And the first one, there's none of those lines, but the second one, kind of, there some. are like three of those lines on, on one part of his face, but not I, on the other half of his I face. I think it's an inking decision. It, but it but there, was there really are definitely to me. yeah there are definitely panels where I it's agree. Like Thor's got a little wispy mustache. I I think it's off putting as well. I find it off putting as well, Django. That did not come into the effect effect of my score. Roman gave this a ten, and his enthusiasm and general chubbedness makes me want to give the peepees a nine from an eight point five. So a nine for me. I'm gonna stick with what I thought 
when I was about two thirds of the way through and not sure if I was going to finish. I'm going to give it a six. Yeah. I, I cannot stand the, the like turgid text. There's just something about the, the way that the text worked in there that really, really bothered me. And I'm, I'm a little, I, I will admit that I'm a little bit interested in this Utgard Thor, Toranos. But even then, like the font was so confusing. I wasn't sure if it was Joranos or Toranos. Did you talk about your text concern? Did you want to mention that more? I... Well, there's there's just like the, the two-page spread that has an awesome painting yeah. of the guy's face. Yeah. And then look at the text and how it's called. Um, he says, and my name is yeah. Toranos, apparently, but it just looks like a backwards J because of the T. It does, yeah. There, and it, yeah, I don't know. I, That's bad font. Yeah. And I, I thought... I thought that the part where it looked like uh, John definitely Jr. was drawing kind, Thor kind of has a little bit of a mustache too. That guy <laughs> has a definitive must. That's a must fucking stash right there. The peepees know. <laughs> ten out of ten wood stash. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It it. Yeah. I wasn't gonna read it, and then Jeff said he was gonna read it, and and I generally like the beginning of valuing things, and sometimes even all the way to the end. But this one. I don't know. I've, I got a chip we'll on my shoulder. We'll keep you abreast of it. We'll keep you abreast of it because yeah, I, I'll, I'll flip through it, but I'm not going to famously eventually caught up on Immortal Thor's or Hulk as well. Yeah, if it turns into awesome body horror stuff like that, and if they get some crazy racist uh, anti semite to draw it, I'll probably jump back on. <laughs> yeah, um, and Roman gave it a ten. Yeah, and Jeff gave it a nine. Said, yeah, uh, Roman, did you read the cute Marvel do- animal book? You know I did. Marvel Unleashed. Django, did you read the animal book? Yeah, I read it. You're an Kyle animal Starks guy. Kyle Starks wrote it. No, I'm a Kyle Starks guy. Oh, okay. What'd you guys think <laughs> of the cute animal book? It has a dog in it, and it's got, like, you know, Throg shows up at the end, and we hang out with Pizza Dog, and Falcon's bird is there, and it just hinges around Lockjaw having been kidnapped, and we get the kitty cat that has the tentacles in its mouth. And then we meet this new dog named D-Dog that found like D-Man's mask and in a garbage can. And she just wants to be told she's a good dog. It's very good. And it's got the AIM costumes. Uh-huh. And Blackheart. Yeah. I love the AIM costumes so much. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. There's a yeah. Thor character in here too. Oh, yeah. And, and Doctor Strange's dog will be showing up according to the cover. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for him. This, this you know... I, I was, of course, going to read this because, you know, superhero animal teams are awesome. They but are. I really didn't expect much of it. But the whole thing, the art, everything was much better than I expected. Yeah, it's very good. And the animals are very cute. Django, what did your blackened heart think of it? <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty fun. I thought that uh, the, all the characters, all the animals have these personalities that are so over the top mm-hmm. um like you meet you meet falcon's bird and you're like god that guy's an egotistical asshole like within three panels you know who this this character is and i thought i thought they did a really good job of that but in a way that would not work with human characters and i think that's maybe because mm-hmm. you, you can rely on more human expression yeah on that um i, th- I thought it was a pretty good adventure i wanted it to be a one shot um, I thought it also was gonna I'm going to read the next shot. one. I thought it was too. And we yeah. got to the end. I was like, God damn it. Now I'm tied to this thing. <laughs> but I liked it a lot. Kyle Starks, man. Hmm. You know, I liked it. And I like the fact that the um, 
the cat. I don't know what the cat is called. Um, yeah, I the cat's name. Too. The, the che- alien Chewy. cat. The, Chewbacca. Chewy. Oh, Chewy, yeah. Um, the cat that's apparently not a cat. It's just an alien that looks like a cat. Um, but that she Larkin. mentions that that Red Wing and all all falcons, all birds of prey are all superior. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, and I love Ex- that little predators. detail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something I was just going to say, and I forgot it. Oh, I like I like that they sort of operates by homeward bound rules, which is they like the animals speak English to each other, but the humans can't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like okay, cool. Let's let's just make it so we can tell a story with characters we like. So homeward bound, homeward bound, home. I remember the, the animals time. in that. <laughs> There's uh, two dogs and a cat. Sassy, yeah. and Chance, and Colt. <laughs> We no, listen to different are, songs growing up, buddy. Ninjas. It's uh, it's chance. Oh, our peepees are burning oh, right now. You like chance? I, I always get. It's I always chance, get homeward sassy, bound and an incredible journey. Yeah, an incredible. I always get That's a weird name for an animal. Shadow, shadow, chance, and sassy. Um, sassy is Chewie's middle name. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Django, you do some. Do that thing that you always do. Eight. Yep. I is gave that the it. Thing? I gave it an eight. Also. Well, let's make you... it a triumvirate, and I'll, I'll also give it an eight. Oh, uh, pretty... just like Homeward Bound. And I think we can all agree <laughs> yeah. that we're happy it's more than a one-shot. Nope, nope. Yeah. Would have given it an eight and a half if it was over. Yeah, <laughs> um, did you guys, is good. Did you guys yeah. read Time Before Time number 26? Hell no. Somehow, no. <laughs> guys, this book is good. Oh, yeah? I, w- I wouldn't have guessed it. It sounds uh, like it's got long but, legs, uh... so I'll be able to read it, catch up, and really be a part of it. It's got some long legs. If you hurry, I think it's I think it's ending. I think it's wrapping up pretty soon. Well, it's um, not good. It's it's gone through a couple of artists, and the new artist is also pretty solid. Um, still, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. Never really sure what's going on, but I love the way it works. And the time travel conceits are great, and the art is fun, and there's just so many characters, and you get to tell kind of very brief long form stories about characters because they're jumping around in time so they can show like somebody's uh career hopes and dreams getting dashed over the course of 60 years kind of in the background without having to just focus on it um 8.5 for time before time number 26 and that's from Garger, right no man that's uh it's Declan Shalvey oh, and right. McConnell. Let's see. What is the guy's first name? I think it's mostly McConnell. Rory McConville. McConville. Okay. And now it's Goff. Jeffo is the artist. G-E-O-F-F-O. With Chris O'Halloran and Hassan Otsame Alahu, which... I don't know it's a why pretty I killer always team, think man. it's Gare Jare. I think it's because it came um, out around that same time that Analog was coming out. And I think that was Gare Jare. This has longer legs than Analog did. Yeah, that one was like six issues. Yeah, this is 26 issues. Okay. So and I wrap gotta... it up pretty soon. Good good comic. Wow. Good comic, eight and a half. Huh. Is that the thing you wanted me to do? Is that... that is, yeah, is that yeah. The... Okay, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure we're still on the same wavelength. Uh... Django's been gone. He and I have been separated from one another. We didn't talk to each other once while he was gone. <laughs> uh, speaking of business. Oh, business. Our profit on time before time number 26 is negative $2. So... <laughs> uh, get your shit together, people. It's a good comic. Huh. We're gonna sell more than that, but uh, right this minute, not so great. And it's because people who are going to get it haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll end up making two dollars, I think. 
Time before time. Hey, life of a comic shop. Um, Marvel Unleashed. Wow. Time after time. Time before time. Whatever that was. Time before time. You guys reading Big Time? Big Game? Yeah, Uh, BT. BG for the PPs. BG for the PPs. Mark Miller, Pepe Larraz. Oh, wow. Pepe Larraz is doing this. Um, Big Game. The big Mark Miller crazy crossover of everything he's ever done. In this issue... Somebody that's a good person is trying to follow up on the claims that in 1986, all the bad guys took over reality and erased the memories that superheroes existed because now they run everything in secret, which is a great concept. Um, They test that theory by getting a hold of the chrononauts who take them back in time to 1985 and things do. They go to the spot where they could see Superman, which is an awesome reveal. Um, and they've is got it, these... is it supposed to be straight up Superman? Oh yeah, they're in New yeah. York at the building where he's working. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out if if it was actually a Superman situation oh, yeah. or if, if he had another character that's like a Superman analog. Uh, I mean, he had Huck, and then he had it's Superior, but Superior, right? Yeah, but that was like a little kid who <clears throat> had cerebral palsy oh, right. and wasn't. Yeah, right. um, and there's like those tripod. Bendis aliens that were always apocalyptic in Marvel comics. Anyway, uh, then they come back and get killed by the bad guys. And then we're hanging out with hit girl, but notably the ambassadors, the people who we spent a whole mini series with just recently getting to know and establish go to stop nemesis and he blocks their power system and just murders all but one of them. The one that wasn't there brutally. Yeah. And that was crazy. And yeah, I was shocked. He even murders. I mean, and, I don't think she's coming back from this. He even murders uh, Korea, the woman who started South Korea that started all this. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. I, but it said in the <laughs> ambassadors volume one, there's gotta be something else, but it could be them giving the powers to other people or something. Yeah. There was, there were so many characters that got killed in this uh-huh. and I was kind of counting in my head, like who's left at this point. We've got kick-ass, We've got the guy from the Kingsman is still alive. We got Superior. We've got <laughs> Huck. We've the got the Bite Club kids. Prodigy. We have Magic Order. Magic Order. Prodigy. No, Prodigy died. Did he? Prodigy oh, was, was uh, went back with the Chrononauts. Oh, that. Oh, that was the was guy him. that, that okay, financed nice. that trip. Yeah. Uh, there's that character, the King of Spies. Ooh, uh, he died in the end of his series, though. Okay. I don't was, think anybody important survived that. Was Mark Miller doing Sharky the Bounty Hunter? That was Rick Remender, I think. Yeah, you're right. It felt was like it? Mark Miller, though. Because he did Scumbag. Maybe, I think it was maybe, maybe Mark, Mark Miller. Miller. I think it was. I, um, so maybe he'll show up. So there's still a it, lot of people. American Jesus. So do you think we're going to get... God, is that part of this world? Do you think we're going to get um, like another... What is this? This is issue two of five. Do you think we're going to get two more issues of people getting killed and then... The most unlikely one is going to save everybody, or do you think we're going to find out that some big old brainiac made all these bad guys think that they'd killed everybody? I'm not sure. The cover of the out. next issue has Huck and Bite Club. Yeah. Um, Bite Club has been good, by the way. I I wouldn't be surprised if those ambassadors were killed and they make new ambassadors for the countries under the same program. Or I also <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if they do something like X Men. And like they're because their consciousness was backed up into this system, they can do what they did. Right. I guess Korea was a backed up yeah. consciousness in a robot anyway. So oh, she, right. her body was in prison and she maybe died. they all were. So oh. like they could all have been or all have that potential. So yeah, that's kind of a backdoor <laughs> for that. Um yeah, I just think it's buck wild and I love it. It's, it's like crank three high voltage. Yeah. Crank three D. I thought 
Okay. Um, I thought crank two high voltage was crank two high voltage. Crank two high voltage, but crank three has to be called crank three high voltage 3D. Higher voltage. Higher voltage. Um, yeah, I I love it. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like sophisticated. I'm not going to give this comic to people I respect as a way of like saying, hey, check out this medium I work in. But, you should if they like action movies. Yeah, action like movies. Like crank two high voltage. Or David Fincher films, you know, like. Uh, yeah. Okay, unpack that, please, for the okay. peepees. Well, How is like, this like a David Fincher film? I don't know. You look at like uh, Seven, or you look at like uh, what are some of the other ones? I had one and then I forgot it. The game. I don't know. It's Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac. It's dark. It just it kinda, just the bleakness. Oh, like Good Girl. Um, yeah, like yeah. there's a, a a depravity to it that like is appealing to me, but it's because I trust him. But like, right. um, yeah, that that's okay. sort of what okay. I mean. like. You, you never know how dark one of these is gonna get, or who's gonna die, or what kind of mm-hmm. fucked up thing. Social network. I'm getting a I'm getting a message in my ear here. But smart. The PPs, also. The PPs say thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Roman, so are you I, liking the big game? Is it is yeah. it too low brow for you? No, no, it was it was good. It was good. I I was surprised. I thought the ambassadors would all last longer, but I think you're right. Me too. They're they're gonna be they're gonna come back in some some form. Um, But yeah, I was shocked. Even though, despite the cover, I didn't think so many of them were gonna get killed. I know, and so so many important ones. I mean, the the leader of the whole thing, and the the is he Australia? The the older dude that yeah pretended to be be gay gay for the optics. And (laughs) do you think? Do you think what? he's just killing all these characters because he's pissed at Netflix for sharting the bed on his movies <laughs> and think, TV shows? I think he loves Netflix. <laughs> I mean, that, they Netflix has made him. You ever make a million dollars? They're not on here anymore. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Maybe he's just finally allowed to do it. <laughs> Django, I got to take a quick sidebar after everyone gives our scores. We give our scores. I give it a nine. Eight. They, they even let him kill Paris and her son. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'll go. Eight, yeah, this is emotionally affecting. Yeah. Um, Roman sidebar to Amer- uh, American Spider-Man number 32. Zeb Wells continues his run. I have loved the series famously. Ashton also really likes the series, and this issue was one of my favorites. I was so fucking excited. I thought it was so good. Patrick Gleason was on art for this one, which I thought was uh, awesome because I think, like... It is probably better for the series than John Romita Jr. I just really like John Romita Jr. on Spider-Man. Um, but Ro- Django, there is a fucking panel in this issue that is so good. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. Look at I'm this. I'm gonna thing. plot. Look at this. It's a, like a coffin with an unfilled oh, green cool. goblin costume in it with like a like, satchel. So it's just like an empty mask and hood. Loose and skin looking. Yeah, it's yeah, so cool. Good. Django in this one, I feel like. We at least talked about on the podcast. I don't know if you read it, but like in Nick Spencer's Amazing Spider-Man run, they had done this thing where like Craven was hunting Spider-Man and yeah, he like, like cloned himself. So I don't know if this is Craven in this or if this is Craven's clone, like son. Roman, didn't they kill Craven at some point lately? I think so. I think this and, is and like just his, one of his kids his left. Son, or I, clone. I think it's some. Well, it, well, well they killed him it. in Craven's last hunt. Yeah, because and then the Craven that's been around since then is his son. Okay, okay. But I think there was a clone running around too. There were like a hundred of them. Yeah, or a hundred children. I don't even know if they were clones. 
A. Oh. Craven is, is here, but uh, in that Spencer run, the reason Norman has been good is because the old Marvel villain Sin Eater had removed all of Green Goblin's sins and right. planted it in that Red Goblin Queen lady. So like Norman was purified, but then all of her sin, his sins were in that Red Goblin was driving her crazy. And like Craven has helped her to extract all those Goblin sins into like a knife. And they're going to go to like kill Norman Osborn and return the sins to him. So he would be Green Goblin again. But then Peter like sacrifices himself and they stab him with this knife. So then like at the end, it's this awesome fucking page of like Peter yelling, becoming like a goblin, like with the shadow of the goblin behind it, which is. Dude, I fucking love comics. Yeah, dude, me too. And these (laughs) are my favorite. Who drew that? uh, Patrick Leeson. Um, That's the, awesome. the art in the whole issue is, is phenomenal, but it's like awesome fucking Spider-Man. I'm that's I, just Spidey. Yeah. ASM. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Roman, what did you think of this issue? It was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> and it was clever though. Yeah. They kind of, they all did that. Cause I think, I don't remember if that spear is something that Craven used in Craven's last hunt, but it's been, it's appeared somewhere before. With okay. Craven. Um, and even though I, even though I, I ever since Squirrel Girl, I've kind of been bitching that I wish they'd leave Craven the way yeah. that series developed it and not return him to just being his standard villain self. Having said that, this is a really good standard villain, Craven. Um, it is. Yeah, and it's and it's and you know he's been around a lot lately because they're you know to help promote the movie, movie coming up. Yeah. Um, but this is shaping up to be a good Craven story, and yeah, the art is beautiful. And there's a yeah. panel of Craven holding up that spear, and you know, it looks like some, and it is a mystic artifact, but it looks like some kind of crazy Steve Ditko, Doctor Strange mystic artifact with an eye in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I I'm very excited. I just love like where Spider-Man b- becomes affected stories. Like the I think they've sadly become kind of just moderately valuable now. But there's these like chunk of amazing spider-man issues from when i was a kid where like the carnage symbiote affects him and I, that was always like one of my favorite trashed issues to have or like when the vulture like steals his youth because he's like using this machine that like takes people's life force so like he makes peter become old and he takes his youth like i just love spider-man stories like that so i just love him getting infected with the green goblin you know my favorite fucking villain um so that'll be exciting i'm excited to see what happens with that i continue to love this series and uh yeah it's great i gave it a nine nine point oh sweet um god yeah i think i'll give it a nine too yeah okay back at this i mean there's one panel gleason has here where it's a close-up of spidey's face and you can see his eye through the yeah through the spider spidey visor lens yeah but unlike usual those lenses are usually white here they're yellow yeah and it's such a and you only see one of his eyes and it's it's a great effect yep yep can i ask you guys a question please Django boren would you read a comic that had craven and amanda waller in it no only if he was hunting waller and killed her that would be good although i'd still have to read way more amanda waller than i care about (laughs) like i don't want to watch her do anything i'm so bored by her yeah and if somehow she like beat craven and and put one of those collars on him and no, I don't want that. No. Yeah. She was so much better when she was like, every once in a while, you'd get one page of her bossing Batman around in Justice League yeah, and then disappears. In, yeah. in the shadows. Yeah. 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 And when she was like, like just built like Refrigerator Perry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roman, anything, uh, anything cropping up for you? There's still a handful of things. I read I could talk about, but I feel like we might be entering a part where we're breaking into small groups. 
Yeah, there there's so many good things. Um, Unstoppable Doom Patrol was awesome. The did you Star Trek, Star Trek was awesome because it's in did that you read blood this issue of Bone Orchard Tenement? Um, yeah, that was awesome too. Okay, okay, I was I just curious. I, mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about any of them really. I mean, I could talk about Star Trek, I guess, but the main thing about they're just all so freaking good. <laughs> yeah, they are. Did you read the end of Dark Knights of Steel? Tom Taylor and Yasmir. I, I did, you know, but I'm. I have to go back and look because I'm not sure if I missed an issue because it's been so long since we've had yep. an issue. I don't I know look, if I'm just forgetting things or if I missed a whole issue. I looked it up. The last one came out in October of 2021. So it will have oh been God. almost no. two years. Yep. Wow. For Dark Knights of Steel? Yep, number one. Oh, number one. Yeah. Oh, number one. I was thinking about you know, yeah, number 11. Just, no, the, the, series, what, the series took two years to come out. Oh, two, yeah. Yeah, they took like... You got four months, six months off in the yeah, middle. Months, and yeah. The I, I missed one issue. I think I missed issue 10, um, but I caught up pretty quickly. But I thought this one was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty awesome. Ashton said that like with each delay, he cared a little bit less about each issue. And I do think it did suffer mm-hmm. from that a little bit. Like, yeah, I had to kind of reacquaint myself with everything. And definitely in the middle, I lost threads. But that said, I think it still ended in a really, really cool fashion. Uh, the art was gorgeous all the way through. Like, I'll take the delays. Um, yeah, I mean, comics are, for better or worse, not written for monthly consumption as much anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, it 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 impacts our experience with the story because we read them when they come out. But I don't think that it necessarily impacts the story. Like, I don't think that this is worse than any other issue from the series because it no. took a long time. No. In fact... The superheroes setting themselves on fire with a volcano in order to fight Martians is fucking rad. Yeah, it's pretty fucking like Batman on fire punching white Martians. How come we haven't seen that before? You know, it's interesting because I originally would associate Tom Taylor with kind of like shock value things like that. Not, you know, mm -hmm. not like super lowbrow, but just really cool things. And I'm kind of realizing that for the last like year and a half he's occupied a kind of different place in my mind when it comes to writing comics which is like kind of the nightwings and titans and john kent which are like kind of like Mm -hmm. socially aware um all not all ages but like kind of more youthful books and yeah i just kind of put that deceased injustice chunk of his career more on hold so it's nice to see that happen here because like i don't read an issue of nightwing and assume something buck wild is going to happen and something right. kind of devastating is going to happen but like but in he, this one that cool lava stuff happens and then he kills alfred and it's like devastating and as much uh as much shit as we've whispered into the ears of the pps today mm-hmm. the amanda waller stuff in this is spectacular yeah like where yeah, she, she is great. where she kills Deadshot because she did something sketchy like so she kills him by surprise to to cover her shittiness yeah um i thought that was pretty awesome and yeah yeah just he's just a good writer and someday i'm going to read some of his other comics i think one of the best currently doing it monthly right now yeah yeah and it, it was ended in a way that leaves it totally open for more stories which i loved i imagine we're gonna get another series or two out of this right yeah i i would hope so i don't know if they'll think about a different artist to get it done more quickly or what but yeah i mean you know it's like and we formed a league of justice and the world yeah. was gonna need it we was that the hold up was the art i don't know but i would think so right like he is writing so many books i bet this has been done for him for a while yeah you're probably right um so 
I'd give this issue a nine. I'd give the whole series a nine. What about you guys? I gave this issue an 8.5, and I think I'd give the whole series a nine. I think I'd give the whole series, oh, an eight, 8.5. This issue, uh, give an eight. I know, I, I mean, like Ashton, there, it has been long enough since the last issue. I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to remember what's why this all matters and who these characters are. Yeah. But yeah, it was well done. Alfred was touching. As always, Alfred's always touching in no matter what form he's in. Alfred, could you quit touching me? Bone Witcher Tenement was fantastic. I'll mention Dark Knight Terrors number four of four, the final issue of Night Terrors, the miniseries Oh, it wrapped Night up, Terror, huh? The final they, issue. They finished that story, huh? Um, where nothing was wrapped up, and it says oh. to be concluded in a different one shot, and it doesn't <laughs> end, and is not the end, and there's no reason to pretend it was, and why on earth? The I, same creative team, though, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the last issue, um, but this, well, this is supposed to be the last issue. God! Uh, yeah, just just kind of bonkers execution uh, from a production level. The story was not that bad. I, I would give it like a 6.5 or 7. Uh, it was pretty concise if you look at it as a four-issue thing. It was longer if you look at it as a six-issue thing. But uh, yeah, it... It was it was fun. It was fun. I did I didn't hate it. I I didn't dislike it. It wasn't even a chore to read. The I like I like some of the art. I flipped through it real quick, but I didn't read it. I'm done with Night Terrors. But the looks like the creative team on the Night Terrors Night's End. Mm-hmm. One's got a K. One doesn't have a K. There's only one apostrophe in that. You guys can untangle that, PPs. But the uh, the artist on the the one that you just read was Cam and Cooley and Wingard. And then the next one is Howard Porter, Cam and Coley, and Hairsign. So it's still a pretty solid team. But and I think that's the team that did the first issue one shot. Do you think you could read the Alpha Just and those... the Omega? Sure, sure. Nah, not gonna. Yeah. Uh, what else you guys got? I've only got one more that I want to briefly talk about before we get out of here. You guys got anything else on your docket? I read Void Rivals. Yeah, oh, we, that was a week ago, we, but yeah. Did we talk about that thing from... Uh... The the that Texas Blood guy Chris Condon and no Jacob the Phillips. Enfield Gang Massacre did we skip three weeks two no I remember talking about the Enfield Gang Massacre I thought I thought yeah I or can't maybe remember. you did and I just read and it you dealt, dipped out it was good if we didn't talk about it it was good yeah I think we also even if we did talk about it it was good yeah 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 I, I nothing else but we did miss two what? weeks ah. Jeff I was wondering. Um, just because you're our X guy, yeah. did you read Realm of X and what you thought of it? I didn't read Realm of X, but the last book I wanted to talk oh. about was an X book. Oh, okay. Um, did you read Realm of X? I did, but it was a struggle to finish it. <laughs> uh, that was kind of the suspicion I had, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read Jean Grey number one. Oh. By Louise Simonson, uh, oh. who is an established name in the industry. Yeah. And I actually liked it quite a bit. Um, and it was like Gene Gray dying after what's happened to the Hellfire Gala and she's like where did we go wrong and she goes down this memory of like was it when the young X-Men came to our time and then they went back and it tells this story of young Gene Gray on their way back to their original timeline after leaving our reality in the Bendis run and she erased she mind wiped all the X-Men and herself that didn't remember it, but she was like, well, what if we didn't mind wipe ourselves? And it's essentially a, a what if story of she, if, if she hadn't mind wiped them. And it's like this terrible, horrible story that ends in dark Phoenix and bad things. Um, 
And then she's sort of like, no, that wasn't it, but maybe it was this other moment, and then that's the end of the issue. So I don't know if this is like a series of like dark what ifs or what it is, but I thought it was really well done and zoomed in on a time period of X-Men I'm familiar with and like a lot. And yeah, like Louise Simonston, it, it was it was good. The art was also very good, like pretty housey, you know, like, um, but not not too bad. It, yeah, gosh pretty good pretty good art i don't know how to describe it it's it's not super remarkable but um but very serviceable uh soft edges yeah so bernard I, chang is that who it is yeah bernard chang yeah okay um but yeah i would give gene gray an 8.0 which was a higher score than i thought i was going to give it it's got a gorgeous cover i think it was a good issue i think it's a good issue and i'm glad to see louise simonson working for marvel and putting stuff out yeah that is cool is that it, you guys? Jingle, you don't want to shit down our throats or anything with more of your quote-unquote words? Um, no, I've turned over a new leaf, Jeff. Oh. Yeah. That's what the life on the road did for you, eh? What's the leaf I wiped with? Oh. You turned over a new leaf because the other one's got poopy on it from wiping. <laughs> That's the joke we just made. That's the Dude. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you about r slash abrupt chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's a Reddit, a subreddit. It's a Reddit, subreddit. There, I saw a video today that starts with just like two dudes walking down the street and then like not apparent to the viewer, they get in a fist fight. Oh. And so the camera zooms in on the fist fight and then the camera zooms beyond the fist fight to a dude in the trees hanging onto a fence and taking a shit. Nice. It's, it's just like this. Nice. It's just like, what? Like, how did you find all this stuff to capture in one, a, in one place? Just a day in Compton. It's it's amazing. It's so funny. Oh, it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, we missed two weeks. Things are going to be spotty for the next month. Uh, you know, I'm getting married, everyone, um, on August or sorry, September 23rd. So things are going to be just under a month. Uh, kind of chaotic. But I think I think we're going to be here next week. I think some of us are going to be here next week. I have a wedding to go to. Yeah, we'll week. record it. Thursday. It's not it's even fine. yours. We'll All right. Record it Thursday. We'll record it Thursday. It's, it's probably fine. fine. It's probably fine. Probably fine. <laughs> I hope there's an ultimate invasion in the boxes for next week. Oh, God, yeah. The thicker, the better. Ultimate Thursday. That's what Roman said. Um, Thanks for listening. You can send us an email to jeffatthecomicsplace.com, although I'm losing hope that anyone but Will will. (laughs) Um, So if you want to restore (laughs) my faith in humanity, you could send me an email to jeffatthecomicsplace.com. If not, you could just do what Django does and fart into the wind or in my face, as is often, or in my direct line of work. I'm Django. And I was wondering, would you guys read a comic that had Craven and also Amanda Waller in it? It's a good question. Roman, do you oh, yes. have anything Hello. to waste our time with? Do you want to say, <laughs> do you have anything to, do you have the equivalent of mouth feces for the listeners, for the peepees? Do you have mouth feces for the peepees like Django just did? <laughs> I'd read a comic that had like Craven and Starro teaming up and hunting Amanda Waller. Okay. Ooh. All right. Not only Ooh, is this a waste of people's time, it's a waste of my time. Starro is pretty good.